0: Welcome to this episode of the unholy Trinity. Your hosts today are me, obviously, Jessica, a recovering evangelical turned agnostic. We have our Lord and savior, king of Queens and Andrew, a Christocentric mystic. Hello.
1: Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Greetings.
1: Greetings.
0: Greetings. Earthlings.
1: So for this very special episode, we're going to be delving into. Christianity in America and exactly how that became part of the Republican Party, or should I say how it was co-opted by the nationalist movement, uh, for better or for worse, it's affected everybody, whether you're in America or out of it. And we decided, let's go through some of that history and talk about why. Let's get
0: in there. <laughs> before we so, do that.
1: Before we get into
2: that. <laughs> Sorry. It's yeah, okay. How, how was everyone's, everyone's week? week? Jinx. <laughs> I'm doing great.
0: How was your week?
2: Short answer. I love it.
0: <laughs> Any exciting thing happened Yeah, this details week? on that? Just great. Um,
2: I built an archway for some vegetables, and I, I have uh, bottle gourds and beans that are going to grow up, but they've all sprouted already. I'm excited about that. Um, I've also just had a really good, like, consistent medication week, and nice. I'm caffeinated right now, and so I feel really good.
0: Get that mental health, Jagesis. Um, nothing
1: new to report. Like I feel like again, it's just a circular life. You know, you wake <laughs> up, you do the things, you go back and do the things. So that's where we're at, just <laughs> for better or for worse, whatever that is. Yeah, I yeah. survived my essay that I was complaining about last week, and we don't know what the grades are on that because that's going to take four weeks. But I assume it's going to be bad. Four weeks. So that's just school anxiety. Outside of that, you know, just working unfortunately um <laughs> been avoiding tiktok i i didn't post like at all this week except for some repost but that's mental health as well social hey, health, health
2: social media mental health, mental health. <laughs> yeah i also did not post it all this week but that's because i was banned again so well
0: i'm pretty positive you've been banned like every time we do an episode you're banned
1: i was gonna say yeah. every it like saturday it. it feels like yeah
0: <laughs> Which is yeah. the sh- still the strangest thing to me because I feel like if anyone was going to be banned, it would be me yeah. because I'm literally just on there like I don't give a fuck. Uh, stop talking to me. <laughs> like, and then I, I, yeah, and you're like, "Hi, I love you. Let me tell you nice things." And TikTok is like, "Nope, n- nope." Areola Stone Temple Pilots, is. get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P.
2: No, we won't uh, explain that joke to any of you. Yeah. You need to watch the rest of our episodes.
0: Yeah, and if you don't, I put one shoulder up, I put the other shoulder up, and I drop them, because I don't care. Boom, uh, boom. <laughs> my week has been a uh, well, hot-ass mess, but, um, you know, it's on the up and up. My car was stolen last weekend, but fortunately for me, I was able to disable it remotely and then tell the police where it is. Um the Police took their sweet ass time, but eventually I did get it back. And by back, I mean it's now in at the dealership getting work done. Um, I almost broke my toe, very exciting. Um, and that's about it, you know.
1: How'd you br- break your toe? Um, is it broken for sure? It, it or was is like it just a like, bar feels fight.
0: Broken. No, I don't actually know if it's broken, <laughs> it's just really purple um and no i was just reading some stupid memes that my friend sent me in a group chat called jesus memes and (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even joking and i think i just took a corner too hot (laughs) right into the table i'm very grateful.
1: it's not very glamorous but you have like the added points for being in a group chat called
0: jesus Jesus memes memes. so (laughs) what can i say you saved yourself these memes unfortunately not but if we make some jesus memes i can put them to the chat. I was going to say,
1: if there are listeners out there who would like to make Jagazos memes, I'm never going to turn you down. Yeah, never. Like, go for it. Never. You will have my eternal praise back.
0: I will forgive you forever.
1: I will give. you. Yes, this is you. your indulgence. Your way into heaven is through Jagazos memes. <laughs> because you know what you did.
0: You know what yeah, you did. for you know whatever it, did.
1: it is. You don't have to tell me. Please don't give me details. But, like, you yeah, know. Don't I know. confess. know. We all know.
0: We all know. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get into it? Shall we? Andrew, you want to kick us off?
2: Okay. So, um, in the last couple weeks, we've talked about a a number of things. Like even from episode one, we started initiating this idea that there is a fundamental difference between religions and empire, but there's a point where they kind of reach essentially a point of no return, right? Where they become fused in some really dangerous ways. And we've seen that in a lot of different places. But our conversations, mostly because of our experiences, have been mostly around Christianity in America. What we have yet to do, though, is talk about Christianity as we see it today within the United States and where that comes from. What happened? How did it get this way? Um, Has it always been this way? And it's just really weird now because everyone can see it on social media. What's going on? So that's what we're going to talk about today. I have some history on, you know, Christianity and how it's interacted with American politics. But before I do that, uh, is there anything that you all would like to address? Like, um, when you when you think about Christianity in the United States, um, what do you think were the fundamental starting points that maybe triggered some of these things? Because so when I was doing research on this, I was really surprised by some of the reasons um, that... Christians started engaging in politics. I was surprised, hmm. and so I'm wondering, what do you think the thing was?
1: The so, thing? There is a singular thing we can point to. Yeah, there I'm surprised just by singular. that.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't know exactly what to point to, but I do think there is certainly um, something. Okay, so I'm I'm not being very articulate. So I know there was certainly a branch of Christianity or Christianity at the time when slavery was occurring, that very much was a way to keep people subjugated and Mm -hmm. to keep that power. And that power was political and it was economic and whether or not people wanted it to be, it was because economics is inherently political and politics is inherently economic. And and so I think that in this, I'm sure it was before that, but that's something I always think about how um, religion was used to keep entire, first of all, to justify colonization and then to justify um, the slave trade and then to continue to justify having slaves uh, from there. But I'm I'm sure it goes further back than that. Good old Cotton Mather. Mm.
2: Cotton Mather.
0: Imagine yes. being named cotton. What do you think, Jesus?
1: Well, no, see, I mean, that's where I was going to kind of go to, but then I started thinking about this TikTok I saw the other day about Calvary Temple trying to work its way into politics specifically. And mm. in the 70s, they're working into oh. like a lobby group, becoming more involved. And this is when you start seeing things like abortion become an issue. And they start realizing that the power that they have throughout legislation is something that's been primarily unharnessed in previous American history, but that's not necessarily true. Cause I mean, like, if you think about, like you were saying, slavery, and if you think about things like prohibition, uh, like these are movements that were pretty much Christian movements. Yeah.
0: I think you're thinking so of I, uh, Shaky Bake in Calvary Chapel. What's shaky Bake? The person, you sent me this video.
1: Did I? Yeah, yeah. it sounds like we want to talk about it. See, I don't even remember last week, y'all. <laughs>
0: well i mean also and this is, again is not going to be the like starting point but we have like the family research i think family research council the yeah. grams um and all of that where the lobbyist groups start up with this idea of family values right mm-hmm. um Focus but that's family, again is certainly obviously. like more recent than i think um So I certainly think that politics and religion in America have been tied up for a much longer time than that. But I think that that time specifically is when it takes a real hard right into being a political lobbyist group. Mm. Well, if I think about, like,
1: the very beginning, right? If we're thinking about the first 16 or so presidents, they weren't running on a platform of, like, I'm a Christian
0: man. They might have, I just wasn't there. But But (laughs) also, like this country wasn't founded on christianity like i know everybody says that but really it wasn't uh and i don't even think it mattered and i also think at that time everybody was kind of a church going person right i mean like most people i wonder if
1: that's a failed assumption on our like 2021 Itself. Yeah, so I was just I wonder thinking if that. Maybe we just assume everyone is a church going person because that's how we've been fed it through the lens of evangelicalism our whole life.
0: Yeah, like as I was saying that, I was like, do I actually know that or do I just think that? I, I have an idea. Andrew, take it away. I'm just here speculating and you know the answer. So. Yeah, why are we actually just
1: sitting here just like talking ourselves into circles? <laughs> yeah, and then okay. he was like,
0: actually, eh, wrong.
2: <laughs> no, no. So, so, first of all, uh, this, this could be many episodes. I'm not going to pretend like it, it won't be. Um, but uh, if we look back throughout American history, there are a lot of through lines that create uh, this idea of um, religious-based nationalism. Um, in fact, if we go all the way back to prior to... So if we go back to the Federalist Papers, before they were assembled... are we all, So in, yep. for those listening, the Federalist Papers... Were these writings that were done by uh, John J., James Madison, and Alexander Hamilton, and Alexander Andrew Hamilton? If you see Hamilton. School, he wrote most of them, um, which was like a whole thing that um, <laughs> I almost called him Bill Burr, but that's not right. Um, what, what what's his name? It's Aaron, Burr,
0: Burr, sir. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Yeah, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bill Burr. I'm that's William be Burr. <laughs>
0: I am smart. (laughs) I am a genius.
2: Okay, so um, within the first writing of the Federalist Papers, we find language about how God ordains the colonies to become a government that could be ruled in freedom and granted them the land of the natives so that they could be, they could found a nation apart from tyranny. So we find language like that in as early as prior to us having the american constitution sure. this idea of um religious language not necessarily it would have been christian like the the by the the byline the through line would have been christian there wasn't a lot of um muslim uh, founding fathers that were sitting in the room talking about it they all kind of exited this very anglo very pro-slavery structure of um the european empire so when they talked about God, it would have been very hard to think about God as anything separate from what we would find in the Protestant churches. Um, so we find that language that early on. Yeah. Uh, this idea that there is an ordination of this land to be a certain way of being. We've talked about how this kind of language, this supernatural language, has always been used to justify imperial structures.
1: And I was wondering if the, how much of that is just a holdover from the same uh, like ideas that they've adopted into kind of just what they thought a government was, right? They're coming off of monarchy, who had this whole entire divine right to rule concept. So how much of that was just influenced by, well, God is the one who dictates who can govern. And we're just going to adopt that from being a singular family and bloodline into us being able to dominate and rule over, you know, the natives.
2: Right. So odds are it was both, right? Because we don't really see a lot of religious practices clearly from the founding fathers. We don't really see those practices very clearly. We see that they have secularist logics, enlightenment-based logics. We see them being very non-religious most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so any kind of religious language that would have been used would have either been presupposing a deity without associating with an actual religious practice or uh, perhaps just making use of that strong religious language uh, because it's what it would have been the through line that people are used to hearing when right. thinking about the way the world should yeah. be. So I... that's a long way of saying that. I think it's probably a, a throw over from monarchy, um, but it, it could have been a legitimate belief by the people as well.
0: Can I just say how disturbing I find it? And I know you all already know this and agree with it, but that in these federalist papers, it says that, you know, God granted us this land from the natives in order to set a society apart from tyranny by effectively imposing tyranny on this indigenous people group. Like, yeah, cognitive dissonance has always been strong with whites, with the whites of which I am a part, unfortunately. it just anyway, I have no other point than that. I'm just so always so perturbed by that when I hear it. It's like, a fair point. So, we're just out here <laughs> pretending that like everything we do is God ordained and not tyrannical in the least because it's not happening to us. Like, yeah, and they're there
1: fleeing l- literal subjugation to turn around and subjugate people,
0: others, yeah, and potentially in a more brutal fashion. A much I mean, more brutal fashion, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I know there was certainly persecution of different religious sects in, uh, you know, Europe, but they certainly weren't committing genocide. So, uh...
1: well, it's, so it's a mess. So it's what's, a mess.
2: What makes this a little bit muckier and grosser, I think, is um, all of these letters before they were assembled as the Federalist Papers were written under the surname Publius, and the way that they were read is they were put in the newspaper and so Mm -hmm. this wasn't just this manifesto that only the elites were having access to this was language that i thought would be receivable by all the voting body to side together with the constitution being the way that it should be yeah this this wasn't this was their twitter this was their (laughs) public discourse
0: but i mean and to be not that i think you know women would have disagreed but we should also recall that the voting uh public at this point in time were wealthy white men like period full stop the end now i'm not saying that the white women would not have agreed with it but like just a reminder that like who's being even considered at this point is a very limited group of people they're writing to themselves yeah no i I
2: don't i don't disagree with that they're Um... like
0: tweeting and then they're putting it on tiktok being like don't you agree? And then oh my it's just God. like, could you
2: imagine
1: a founding father TikTok?
0: I'm like, I feel like there's potential here for me to get like I feel a like, white poofy wig. Um, I was going to say,
1: why haven't there been any accounts just doing one? There TM, might be.
0: TM, but sorry, I'm the next TikTok founding father. Um, I think you should do it before this episode worked.
1: drops because if somebody hears this on Spotify yeah. and then they steal your idea, you're going to be so mad.
0: I know. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a sexy founding father. It's going to be OnlyFans founding father. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. We've got two. Only founding fathers. Only, founding fathers. only founding fathers. I hate it. Okay. There's a market for everything. God, if that ain't the truth. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I so got off the rails. You're
2: good. What so that that puts us right in the time of the 1780s. We already see this language very clearly. Um, we, we see this language prior... In the debate over whether or not we should have the Constitution the way that it should be, right? So this is the, the so when we think about this Declaration of Independence and we we go into the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all of this language in the early stages of America when it's still an experiment, we already have this through line of religious language uniting people, but it is not necessarily Christian, but it is inherently anti-one religion, Catholicism.
0: Those damn Catholics.
1: Within the actual articles and within the Declaration, it's anti-Catholic.
2: There is a consistent rhetoric throughout the early stages of the American colonies and mm-hmm. throughout all the way up through JFK. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who was the first Catholic president? Right. Uh, of there there's being this like anti-Catholic rhetoric because. But it makes sense. Okay, so, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, it makes sense. I mean, the Protestants or the people that fled to America to avoid tyranny partially did that because they were being persecuted by the Catholic Church for being Protestants. So, I mean, it makes sense that they would then have an anti-Catholic bias. Um yeah. Because not that we need to get into it now, but we've skipped over a large chunk of history, like the Reformation and, you know, the Inquisition and, like, all of these things that happened where the Catholic Church was deciding what was orthodox, for lack of a better term, and what was not. And all of these smaller sections um, were getting persecuted by the Catholic Church, who was powerful. Um, I mean, and, and we even see that, like, when we've talked about King James and his flamboyant bisexuality um, part of the reason that he needed to write his version of the bible uh, was because there were a number of versions going around and the non-catholic church version i can't remember what they called it but wasn't the popular version the popular version was the one that was like being used by the protestants and it was gaining popularity but it definitely um what is the word It sort of pushed back against the power of the catholic church in some ways um Mm. and against the authority that they had and so that's why um i believe it was martin luther had to decide that okay well the bible was actually the ultimate authority not the catholic church because prior to that the the ultimate authority was whatever the church said it was because nobody else could read the damn bible so like (laughs) if there was a theological issue the church just said This is what it is, the end. Yeah. Um, And then when Martin Luther came along, he was pushing back. And the only way that he could sort of have any viable opposition to the church was a higher authority. And really the only higher authority that you could get at the time was saying the Bible is infallible, 100% true. And it's exactly what the Bible says that we should be following. And, of course, the Catholic church doesn't like that. But I think we also tend to forget, we meaning like the general group of us, um was that Catholicism was Christianity for decades centuries like it was that's it was one and the same and it only started to splinter off at a certain point and then it was persecuted by the Catholic Church they flee the Protestants flee to America and then of course there's going to be an anti-Catholic bias because they've been hunting them down basically
2: right Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, even when we look at the earliest Puritan colonies up in New England, um, when they wrote looked out. for their authority, they looked exclusively to scripture, but they also looked towards Greek philosophers. And there's a, that's another interesting byline that goes through um, the history, is that they, they upheld Aristotle, who was rejected by the Catholic Church, and they upheld um, the Bible and readers within the Puritanical movements, um, which... As we may or may not know uh, all you listeners uh, aristotle is arguably the these the focal point of where we get the notions of racial superiority in the modern world um because of his writings about um the justification of the slave trade to the western mediterranean world being that people that are born in hot areas or cold areas are uglier and dumber than the rest of us um, and tend to have darker skin which was their argument for yeah. why they found dark-skinned uh, Inuit people <laughs> and so forth um, up north in the cold. So, I hate
0: it. Uh, it's so not a good
2: point. one, yeah, no. No, no.
0: I, do I think, wouldn't though, recommend. Is zero, like, out zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. So we have negative Our Yelp stars. review
2: is, is, is not yeah. great. It's yeah. not
0: flattering. Would not go there again. <laughs> uh, but I do also think it's a good reminder that like a lot of these people that we have lionized... Uh, we're actually kind of hot trash. Um, I mean, they certainly had, I'm sure they certainly had. What does lionize?
1: Is that what you said? Lion-ized? Yeah, lionize.
0: Like, we've made them these heroes, right? We've made them, okay. we hold them in I've really high esteem. Term. I mean, like, everybody, if you mentioned Aristotle, thinks like brilliant, genius, you know, yeah. cornerstone, cornerstone, cornerstone of Greek philosophy, um, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> bargain bin. Um, it, and those things are. True, but like, it's also good to hold the reality of people, uh, front and center, because right. we also get a lot of these really racist, I don't even want to say undertones, cause they're not undertones, um, right. a lot of really racist ideology from these same people that then transferred over to, uh, America, which then ran with it. But right. yeah.
2: Anyway. yeah. And, and, and so the two bylines that we started to see that are pretty interesting early on in the American colonies is this recapturing of Greek imagery um, while also uh, holding on to biblical themes, ideologies, um, and this like Protestant Christianity. Uh, Because like, like I said earlier, Publius, that name right there, that's the dude from the 500s. Who was a father of the republic in many ways? Um, he he. That's where they took the surname for the writings of the Federalist Papers, and that's where we get a lot of these ideas at the same time. Um, when we find ourselves jumping forward, uh, and so I was going to jump forward. Sorry.
0: Yes. Quick question: When you say the republic, are you say you mean the Republic of Rome or the Greek? Republic? Uh, I
2: mean Star Wars specifically. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> i never. No, so um, I did so, not so, like, see it go going there. To... And I was like,
2: "Yeah, so, so Publius was the was the co-founder in 500 BCE of the Republic of Rome." Um, yes, well, him and you know the go ahead
0: the monarchy of Rome, right? The Republic of Rome. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry, you're right. The Republic of Rome was founded right after Lucretia was murdered or suicided herself, unalived herself. What a
2: dope name.
0: Lucretia, I know. But like a cool, I well, her. okay, want to say a cool story, it's an interesting story. It's not cool. Um, but then, so Publius took over sort of after that, unalive. There was the, the king, I can't remember their names. I'd have to look at my notes, but I'm not going to go get them. There was a king and there was a the king's son. And I think the king's son was named something like, god i don't want to murder it but it's like sextilius or Sextilian or something like that and he raped this woman named lucretia lucretia was from an aristocratic family lucretia then goes to her family immediately tells them what happened tells them who did it and then she plunges a knife into her heart um very dramatic to be honest but at that time women didn't get a lot of justice uh not much has changed her family then takes her to the forum takes her body to the forum and says that she was a murder victim and that the Mm. son of the king had done it and so they they demanded that the king and his son both be exiled and in a very rare showing of sort of unity of the people the people agreed and so off the king and the prince go to exile and soon after this i assume with publius and some other folks Um, the Republic of Rome was founded and that's when the Senate sort of came into play and all of that, instead of the monarchy that existed before where there was a king and, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's my brief Roman aside. So the Roman Republic was founded on the death of a woman. Ain't that a bitch.
1: Love it. All right. Let's go. But at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We don't see a strong Roman female leader for a while, do we? Or ever. Or ever.
2: <laughs> it, and so it's really interesting to think that this thing from 500 BCE becomes kind of this foundational structure for how America tries to recapture what it considers to be the golden
1: invasion. era. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, so we, we find some really interesting stuff happening there, right? Because um, they want to go some, they want to, uh, to do a pre-Christian nation, a pre-Christian empire. And their only real example is Rome. And so what they end up adopting is a lot of the exact same structures that we find in Rome, Um, all whether it's, you know, their ideas of slavery, their ideas of racism, their ideas of governmental structures, a republic, a Senate, Hmm. and even some of their art. When we when we find one of the earliest and most famous depictions of George Washington, they deify him in what is called the Apotheosis of Washington. Yeah. And this oh was uh, made in 1865. Well, it was completed in 1863, uh, and they wanted they deify him, putting him among the clouds and the angels. And they could have gone very Catholic and medieval with the art, or they could have gone the other direction, and they chose to model him after a similar painting of Zeus.
0: Interesting. That's
1: the one that's like in the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you guys this might be a little too niche, but do you remember this like viral video from like the early two thousands about George Washington? And it was like Washington, Washington, six foot twenty, fucking killing for fun. No, nobody? Nobody. No I do remember this.
2: You better be there. You better be scared. He's coming.
0: He's, He's coming. coming. He's yeah, coming. okay, 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 good. Somebody remembers. I hope someone watching Come. this knows what I'm talking about. and doesn't. Six 600
2: feet like... made of radiation.
0: Yes, exactly. Washington, <laughs> Washington. Okay, sorry. My, like, the early 2000s nostalgia <laughs> took fucking over. Fucking killing but... for fun. Yes.
2: This she will cases. be the part where my mom tunes out again. Yeah. Dang <laughs> it.
0: Like, Sorry, mom. Love you.
2: Okay. I have a
1: new thing to look up. That's all that means.
0: You'll love it. I don't know what it's called.
1: Okay, (laughs) I'm sure, like, internet will get me.
2: So Uh, what makes this really confusing is that when we look at the racial unrest in the United States, it's really difficult to parse apart, was the founding Greek philosophy or was the founding Christianity? And the honest answer is we can't say for sure. It had to be both. Um, And that's really complicated. Yeah. Um, Aristotelian-informed biblical readings...
0: Aristotelian, mm-hmm. what the hell is Aristotle?
2: Aristotle.
0: Wow, <laughs> look at me learning a new word.
2: I don't even know. I, I'm pretty sure Aristotelian is exclusively Aristotle affiliation, right? Or, or, or am I? Is that more aristocratic?
1: I, I just no was using base words to put in your word <laughs> and then just go with context
2: clues. I don't actually know the word.
0: <laughs> you sounded like that you could did. have
2: been an awesome sentence, or maybe it was shit. Boo da boom. Um,
0: okay, so. Founding of the U.S. Trash, um,
2: yeah.
0: We're on the they trash saw, train. Let's just keep they saw going. another
1: empire, and they're like, "Let's do that trash." Yeah,
0: that ended well for them. Some so copy let's... and paste trash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Flippy is like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Imperial,
2: <laughs> imperial plagiarism wasn't a thing. And so uh, they're just like, "Can I, hey Rome, can I copy your work for an assignment so like, and yeah, just change it a little?"
0: Bro, it's, like, the super whitest thing to be like, okay, that didn't work at all, but, like, I'm sure I can fix it.
1: Yeah, right? Let me do like, that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rome, <laughs> sack, thousands of people dead. It's not a problem. Blood sports, all good. Uh, let's do that again, and I'll just make it better. Did Every you white just bro
2: explain ever. American colonialism as white audacity on the Roman idea?
0: Is there—is it anything else?
2: I was going to say, is it's it not the most that? Beautiful. It has to be that. That is it. It's the most beautiful thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah. I, I wasn't ready for it, and I'm so glad that you said it.
0: Sometimes it just- I lit. told you
2: there was going to be a thesis in
1: here,
0: and it, here's the know. thesis. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, America, the founding of America is just white audacity on white hubris. That's it.
1: You look yeah. so mind blown. The look on I'm Andrew's face about is just while, like- That's
2: probably exactly true.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, imagine the hubris that went into founding Rome into thinking they were the greatest nation and should be, or empire should be able to take over everybody in the whole goddamn world. Um, yeah. I mean, and then you get, this is sort of separate, but then you even get like a Roman thinking that they're going to take on Rome. Like Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon, like just a white guy being like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm going to take over. And he did. <laughs> and how do you
2: waddle with balls that big like that's just
0: julius caesar like i'm sure he was he he blows my mind just like overall and then he's like you know what i'm a perpetual dictator what are you going to do about it nothing and what did they do about it nothing for a very long time and then they were like nah just kidding 23 stab wounds and there was 40 of them 40 of his friends were there they only got in 23 stabs like that's almost a 50 percent failure rate like Anyway, yeah. sorry, the, I just, I've been reading too much Roman history. The Ides of March is stuck in my brain. Um,
2: well, isn't it cool that like, we're talking about America and like, we can thread Rome through here a little bit in some fun ways.
0: I mean, it's, it's cool. It's slightly also, like,
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually.
0: It's, in- it's interesting.
1: Well, me like as a child, right? So I remember specifically within like you were my a Roman? apocalyptic, yeah, my Roman childhood, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but within my ap- apocalyptic like mindset and growing up in a church that was very heavily inspired of my entire teenage years were inspired by the left behind series oh, especially Jesus. the kids series love the um, anxiety but, Bro, so much anxiety but the only I'm, thing that i I'm could just relate waiting to... to be
0: beheaded like that's i know always, that's the future always. for me so like where's where are my guillotines at
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> i was i was not ready to get beheaded i was just pretty sure i was going to be like the rock star hunter killer in my own <laughs> animals. Um, like I was, I was doing some disaster prep on my end. I was like, but I'm probably
0: just going to renounce Jesus. I'm scared. That's but like yeah, my that's head attached to, to do my it. body. And then I'll just and that's what I would recommend later.
1: all of our followers to do. If anybody yeah. ever comes up to you with a gun saying, do you believe in God? And if not, or if so, I'll shoot you like say no, um, Absolutely God will not. understand.
2: Yeah. But one day we need to do an episode about evangelical ideologies in justifying mass shootings and
0: scrolls girl. so okay yeah. just a very quick aside if you haven't if you guys missed it captain dadpool did a debate with some pastor on the old TikTok the other day and the pastor really tried to use the story of that girl who um
1: Cassie, but yes, you didn't realize Cassie, Cassie was one. Yes, yeah. but
0: in that when they were like, "Oh, do you this believe is in the God? Pastor John debate." Her. Yes, and then yeah. everybody, you know, because you remember in the early 2000s, and it was like, oh, instead of being like, "How do we stop mass shootings?" It was like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> just be ready to die for your faith."
1: Yeah. Um, yeah no this that's gonna have to be its own episode yeah but then this that. guy like, really do. tried
0: to use it as a he threw as it as a, out as a debate a, point and it's like that didn't happen my boy it's not even real like yeah, it's well i mean real. it
1: sort of happened and Dadpool called him out on it and he walked it back but then he couldn't remember the girl's name he's like oh yeah yeah it was actually a Rachel but it's just like how are you something, something. gonna be in a
0: debate and try and use that as a point and it's just like have you heard of google
1: it's hearsay at best
0: like all um, i remember
2: about that
1: debate is
2: that he called Captain a snack. Is a snack. He's
0: yes. kind of a snack.
2: You're my snack.
0: Oh, yeah, like, that was like, is it dark reverend. in the closet? Do you have a light? Does I, anyone bring you food?
2: I mean, He's
1: I so am oddly attracted Christmas to him, presents, and you know how that, that works. Yeah. If I'm oddly it. attracted to somebody, it means that they're obviously a homosexual. Yeah. Um, asking a gay person sorry.
0: will tell
1: you that. <laughs> Gaydar. Okay, wait, 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 back to what I was saying. So,
0: yeah, in sorry, my in my,
1: my irreverent youth, right? in going through my left behind obsession. My only correlation that I could ever see between like America and living in the end times, I don't see the same connections. Most people say like, oh, there's gay people on television and Will and Grace is going to be the end of it all. But the one thing I did see is like America as an empire and the rise of the empire coming together again, as predicted in Revelation, I always was specifically taught it was about Rome, but what is America if not a modern Rome? And. What the second piece of information I have about that is I was pretty confident that the end of times actually already happened during World War Two. Because if you look at a map of old Rome, and you look over a map of what Germany was conquering, they almost line up exactly. And I'm just pretty sure that, like, Hitler was the Antichrist and then he got shot and then he didn't rise and I was like, it's already and happened, didn't we rise. already missed the whole revelation, it's over. I
0: mean, the fact but... <laughs> that people are really out here that that have gone through American school systems, learned about the Holocaust and Hitler, and then were like, Obama's the Antichrist, tells you all you need to know about racism in this country. Like, I remember right? my parents being, like, thinking he was the Antichrist and I was like, no, he's just black, that's it, Yeah. that's all, that's the tweet. He's just black, and so you think he's it the antichrist. It literally mirrors
1: like Hitler's Germany so closely because if you think, think about like you know, I mean, like the evangelical scope of Revelation, obviously not Revelation, but like the whole mark of the beast being like he's literally branding people. He was literally, he was literally was like, branding people. You have to
0: people. wear this patch, and that was the tamer version, the patch. Like Obama's just trying the to get us all of, all of
1: Eastern Europe as it was in Rome, and I'm like, this is you guys, you guys, it happened.
2: What's a really interesting historical discourse there is that when we look at the rise of Germany in Europe and we look at the rise of America and its colonies, what we find in in the World War is actually not patriots saving people from the Holocaust. We find Rome fighting another potential Rome yeah we find two we find two plate because both of them modeled themselves after Rome because like Hitler branded Jews and and, and um, American slave owners branded slaves yeah um, so it's it's this and both of those things came from Rome both those ideas. So when we find this battle that America is fighting, I mean America does two kinds of fighting it fights other potential romes and it expands the roman empire yep that's that's the only fighting it does it doesn't know how to create its own history it just doubles down on roman history from best we can tell so um yeah
1: it's just so disheartening but at the same time really relieving to like know that's what's happening and just all
0: white people do is copy other people
1: that is the one talent they have. They are very good
2: at appropriating Look, everything. I am
0: white, okay. I could say it. I'll say it. What? Tell me. I, where are I the lies? I can't with y'all
2: tonight. I can't with y'all. Where
0: y'all are, are the too lies? Funny. There are no, no lies. We're there are no lies. Yeah, like uh, literally, all white people do is copy other cultures and other people, and they have done it since they founded this godforsaken country. Um and the fact that they think it's like blessed by God, just like. I swear to God, white evangelicals think that Jesus holds a rocket launcher. Like, I know that they think he's up there with, like, an AR-15, just, like, yeehawing around. Um, I was going to say,
1: how does this Roman, like, propagation and just overall bedrock expand into nationalist ideas, where, obviously, you don't have somebody who's, like, a Trumplican going around and thinking, like, oh, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. So where does that like nationalist uh, takeover kind of fall in? I don't think we have time to get into all of it. Yes, but sorry, we, we right where where, 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 does that, where does the layman take up Rome's strategy and empire?
2: So what America did that's really fascinating with capitalism is it created the illusion that there's no longer the golds, the silvers, and the bronzes. It created this illusion that there's no, ro- no longer a ruling class that anyone can be the ruling class so it, it used the narrative of freedom to have some people legitimately be the goals and convince everyone else they might be the goals tomorrow yeah so
0: well and at the same everyone... time they gave them this idea so like you see this especially when and i don't remember the era but it was um in politics when the working class was starting to band together and it was across racial lines so basically like It it was more to do with your economic status than it was to do with the color of your skin. And so then you see, you start to see this push, you see like the crime and punishment rhetoric. You start to see all of these things that were there before, but we're starting to fade out slightly because it was like, we're all poor, we're all suffering. And the only way we're going to get out of this is if we start voting together. That's a super oversimplification, but that's kind of what the, 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 I think it was actually the Republican Party at that point because they flip-flopped. Uh, you see
1: this a lot in the tenement riots before yes. before slavery was abolished, because then you have current slaves uprising against people, and then also white workers who are being disenfranchised be like, wait, you're treating them pretty much like we're being treated, yeah. which is trash. Let's well, join when together.
0: Before slavery, before, okay, so when the colonies began here and slavery was, wasn't quite um how we think of it now right so there was like indentured servants but they were also white there was of course um black servants but it was a much more of a mix and not so much of a subjugation of a people group because of their color of their skin um and therefore believing they're inferior it was it was a bit of a mixture and so prior to slavery being industrialized exactly exactly and so when you had these riots it very much was a joining of of Just people that were being mistreated or that didn't have access to resources or that weren't doing well economically and yada yada um and then what they did the powers that be gave the white folks just a little bit more power than the other people groups or the the black people the people of color um and so these people then had some kind of like the the white people thought like oh well i i have my position is a little better in the world and it's crazy how The lengths to which people will go to be like one rung above on the ladder of what, you know, on the ladder.
1: I know this sounds kind of weird, but it's also important to keep in mind, too. A lot of the reason that, at least from what I've read, yeah, sure, they did it to like kind of quell the riots and stuff. Well, this is later. This I'm talking like, you know, right before Lincoln, whoever was before Lincoln, that president right before who's pushing buttons. What's his name? You know, everyone loves them, Uh, (laughs) but a lot of the reason why they started making, like, clear distinctions in terms of, like, treating the white farmers and the people living on the outskirts better uh, is specifically not only to quell the riots, but also to stop intermixing of the races. Yeah. Because they're super hyper-concerned that if they were on the same playing field, then you will have, you know, white people crossing over with black people, and then it's just going to add to their problems of being able to clearly define black and white. So they really were worried about the whatever the mixing so instead of making it like hey we're gonna treat black people worse and white people better it was more like we'll give you an inch to make sure that you can also treat black people bad so that you can take these white superiority ideas and then also treat them bad because we don't want you yeah falling uh in lust with them
0: in lust and so yes absolutely to what you said but jumping forward i think it's like post Post-Great Depression, when we have the Republican Party at that point would have been closer aligned with what we call Democrats today. Um, And we see these, again, just working class people starting to band together a little bit because they realize that they're not going to get anywhere politically or economically if they don't have the numbers. Um, And so, again, then we start to see um, intentional... I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Um, An intentional push by the powers that be to, again, um, paint African Americans as the bad guys and as less valuable and as less important and worthy and all of that. Um, And we see that a lot with like the crime and punishment rhetoric, um, where, you know, it's a dog whistle. Um, And so then you start to see white people again, they're like, okay, well, I'm like one rung above them. So, you know, I'm going to make it and I'm going to the only way I'm going to make it is by stepping on these people and making sure to treat them like shit. Um, Because that's how it's always that's, and I certainly white people do this, but it's something that you do see just a lot in people groups is like, oh, I'm like one above them, I want to make sure I maintain my status. Um, because I'm not the bottom on the totem pole. And instead of looking up and being like, okay, you know, I'm 15 rungs below these people. And why is that? And why not, you know, band together with everybody, but people don't do that
2: often. Well, it's, it's, um, and a lot of this also just kind of goes back to economic structure, right? Because we've created an economics of scarcity, right? which is hilarious because there's billionaires. How yeah. can there be scarcity if there's billionaires? Yeah. Like
0: there's it, not scarcity. And
2: so what it ends up becoming is it's unfortunate that they're below me, but I've got to do my best to get mine. Yeah. Creating this sometimes intentional but mostly unintentional competition between people that should be banding together against the people that have the most. Right. Yeah. People yeah. that are stealing the majority of the resources to begin with. Which yeah. going
1: back to Rome is the whole what is it, bread and circuses argument. Yes. Yes, exactly. Keep them fed and keep them entertained, and then they won't revolt.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's kind of true. You know, you feed I, me, seeing... entertain me. Tell me I'm pretty.
2: <laughs> I'm seeing pretty clearly right now this needs to be a two-parter. Like, there's there's no way we're going to get through all this. Yeah. You know, one and that's, I don't think there's a problem with that, if you guys are willing to do.
0: Always willing. Deal. Always willing. So, okay, How, wh- where can we find a landing point on this one? Think, think,
2: think. Okay, I got it. Um, so when we so we see these clear like Roman through lines and you know Greek philosophy through lines and you know religious rhetoric through lines in American history, uh, where it's it's surprisingly anti-Catholic and pro-Rome and pro-Greek philosophy, so that it can uphold this like non-Christian nation that is actually modeling itself after an empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we get into the point of, um, past the, the Great Depression, once we exit those decisions, when we find ourselves, uh, getting past the Civil War, um, we find ourselves getting closer to things like the issues of race around freed people, which causes a lot of religious unrest in the United States. So I think that that's probably where we'll land today on the episode is just, um, for the first bit of the, of the country, the way that it ended up becoming so Christian wasn't because it started off trying to be very Christian. It became very Christian because it became the most powerful religious rhetoric, and it was emulating empires that modeled their justification, their structuring, and their policy of the justification that God was on the side of the decisions they're making. Yeah. And in a post-European empire the religious rhetoric would have been christian. Yeah. Well, and that's I, I, the rhetoric they had to use.
0: Exactly. I think like again, I don't want this to sound like I'm justifying anything, but I think sometimes we forget the absolute lack of cultural diversity in places like Europe at these times that we're discussing. It's like everybody's white um and the only time that they go places where people aren't white is when they're going with the intent to get resources and i don't mean people i mean like resources off their land right like mining for rubber or mining not the right word but all of these things and then of course yeah then taking people as as slaves um but like i i think it's it's easy to forget again not a justification that These people are sitting around and they're all they know and this religion is all they know and so they at this time people are going out and going across places in the world and doing things and so of course they're going to think god's on their side and that's the only way that they're going to be able to justify all the things that they're doing um, they're still
2: supernaturalists by all.
0: exactly like there's there's not a ton of people being like no like god probably isn't up there or like <laughs> maybe you should think about god in a different way it's just like no god was sort of a given for most of them and so again very much um like we talked about before with the romans like and even with the greeks i think if if something is happening it's because god ordained it the end If we're stronger, it's because God ordained us to be stronger, and now we're going to go and, you know, take over these lands, because that's what everybody had done up until that point, and there had never been any really critical thought about it, it just was what it was, Um, unless I'm missing some, like, large swath of, like, critical writings on why there shouldn't be, you know, expansion, but if you're looking at Rome, that was their entire purpose, was expansion, Um, even if it is ultimately what got them sacked. So,
2: it it's, it's kind of strange in a sad way it's it, it's almost it would almost feel better if there was just like this clear religious intentionality to take the religion and twist itself to the top so that it can rule over people that almost feels better because it's like, okay, it was just evil people, evil people that we know the names of that did this thing. But what's worse, what's sadder for me, is that from best we can tell, it was just circumstantial. Yeah. It just... They they just used the tools that they thought would work with the rhetoric (laughs) they had before.
0: Well, it was just... It's who they were, right? And I think oftentimes... We take for granted this very globalized sort of society that we live in now and all of this access to other cultures and understandings. And yes, there's still a ton of bigoted, racist, hot ass messes out there, but we have so much access to, to other people and other cultures and like critical writings and critical thought and like we're taught perspectives and like all of these different things. Where at that time it was like, there was one perspective pretty much. Um, and it kind of was the same perspective that had come through Rome and through all these other cultures of, of conquer, 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 conquer. Um, and the justification for all of those conquerings for the most part was, well, because we, because God is a given that it must be that it's him on our side. And that's why we're better. Like, yeah. It's sad that, you know, it always frustrates me that people don't really want to think critically about things, but I think it's even harder when nobody around you is thinking critically about it, right? I know we all think we're like a special flower. That would be the different person. But I think ultimately many of us would have just very much been products of our environment.
1: It makes me wonder though, like just how much of it is something that we haven't Taking a look at, like, why haven't we gone back and had a new, like, constitutional convention and redrafted it to be less Roman, now that we do have these kinds of resources? Oh, because people worship the
0: constitution.
1: Because people worship the constitution, and I feel like that's what we're going to need to cover in the next episode, is (laughs) why? (laughs) Because that's something that should really be rethought about, and probably, like, the reason why I think, personally, that America has so many problems that we're constantly coming into and facing is this weird fascination and the want to tie ourselves directly into these government processes that just don't work. And we keep <laughs> them around for the sake that it's traditional. Like and the electoral this has always college. been this way. Like the electoral college being one prime Big example, trash. it doesn't work. And there's yeah. many ways we can throw that out. Chiming uh, in from in California. In addition to. It's the I was gonna say too, even just like certain states that probably need to split up, like California needs to be split into five states or even just having a bicameral Congress, that should probably be split into three. Like there's different ways that we should probably be exploring and we keep them around for tradition. And I think in reality, we just need to throw out the constitution and start again, because America is not what it once was and it's founded under very different principles, under very different assumptions. And we could stop being Rome and be something more like Sweden if we wanted to. But
2: patriotism! What's so funny But it doesn't, it works
1: for people at the top and that's why we have not
2: Right. But so like. Our bylines historically have been supernaturalist language. Like the Greeks, the sophists, they believed that the constitutions were given to us by the gods. Right. That that's how they came from. And so people still very
0: much believe that in weird ways. We touched on the Constitution
1: Bible, remember? Oh god. And
2: and you know, if it weren't for Trump, I probably would have said that this would happen sooner. But it's really interesting as we become a more and more secular rationalist society. The language of the past is going to become more and more futile. And so there needs, there's going to be stranger justifications for the economic structure. And, and since we've talked so much about how it ties first to economy, what economic rhetoric is going to be the new rhetoric that's going to justify itself outside of supernaturalism? Yeah. What rhetoric is going to be powerful enough to justify this way of being the way it is today? I don't know. Um, right think
1: it's going to go along the lines of like Elon Musk is furthering our rights into space to make sure that humanity has a future. I think it's going to be futurism.
2: That would make a lot of sense. Um, okay. We, yeah, we're almost out of time, right? Yeah. So next, so next week, I'm, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the constitution. We're also going to talk about the time the Southern Baptist convention was pro abortion. And, um, how, uh, segregationist school teachers became talk show hosts. Those will all make sense in the next episode. I'm not going to tell anyone a damn thing until then.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. And so I
1: also want to just say we're going to be doing a live episode. We Ooh. haven't decided when we're doing the live episode, yeah. but I'm thinking it's going to be the week of release of this one just for funsies. And
0: it'll be like, I don't a know what that looks episode, like. not, it won't take the place of your normal educational aspirational content.
1: Yes, we'll still have our regular episodes with all the things. Andrew, just list. Just stay tuned on our socials because that's how you'll find out. Where can everyone find your
0: socials? Take it away, Andrew. So
2: you can find me as Red Sage uh, One or Two on most platforms. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to get them all on one page. It's not working out.
0: That's the block. Yeah.
2: On TikTok, you can find me as Red Sage One, Red underscore Sage One. On Instagram, you can find me as red underscore sage two. And I don't really have a Twitter yet, but I'm going to work on it.
1: If you get a Twitter, can it be red underscore sage three?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Yes. I'd
0: <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if I can get away with it just being red sage, I'm going to do that. You can also find me with these guys uh, on our um, YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. Also, thanks for all the lovely comments you guys have been leaving. They fuel my little black heart when I'm uh having a rough week so thank you um you can find me on TikTok at queen of the heathens you can find me on instagram at queen of heathens uh that will be of with a zero but this will all be linked in the show notes I'm also queen of heathens on Twitter same thing oh is a zero um queen of heathens on only no I'm just kidding uh <laughs> there's no only fans a joke yet <laughs> only founding fathers is coming but not yet <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) all right with that i think we're signing off right
1: oh Oh, i didn't say where to find me you can find me at everywhere yay
0: yay sorry Um,
1: outside of that we i know some people did leave comments saying that they they weren't able to access youtube because it's hard to sit down for a video which i get so i just want to make sure to check us out on all the podcasting platforms. Right. We have, you know, the Spotify's, the Apple's, the Stitcher's of the world. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe. Those things help us. I forgot that people are supposed to say that. Or at least YouTubers I watch.
0: Subscribe, click, alarm, yeah. notify, punch so the like that. button. I don't know. Do
1: that thing. <laughs> Smacking the,
0: Smack the like. Smack the like, yeah.
1: Uh, we'll talk to everyone later. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Bye.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>